Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, we are just going to talk about the news and possible speculation about where things are headed with MLW. Once again, MLW has chosen not to uh, promote any new material uh, for like... Uh, like, what, the third time in four weeks? About the, so, you know, about the third time this month or so. Uh, which is cool. They're heading into a, what sounds to be a major reboot coming up here uh, within the next couple of months. But before we start talking about reboots, of course, there are going to be live events to go along with them. One of those things, of course, is the Von Erich Team Filthy Feud. Uh, we have another development in this feud, and once again, maybe it can be some sort of feud ender, I don't know. We haven't seen the footage uh, from the Battle Riot event, which involved like a Texas death match, if I remember correctly, featuring the Von Eriks and Team Filthy. Uh, but just like yesterday, two days ago, uh, there's there was a video released featuring the Von Eric boys with their dad, of course, in Hawaii. Uh, and they're laying down the challenge to Team Filthy. And this time, because too many lines have been crossed, it is time for the War Chamber. Now, War Chamber, for those of you who haven't been indoctrinated to Major League Wrestling, is their equivalent of War Games, um, except now it's usually single cage, instead of, or single ring instead of double ring. Um, they sold the rights to War Games back to the WWE, and so replaced it with something else. Um, but it works basically under the same concept. It's just one ring instead of two. And there's a wee bit more weapons. But then again, NXT's War Games, you know, brings in all the weapons. So it doesn't matter in that front. Um, but really, like, the interesting thing is, uh, I'm curious to see what's going on team-wise. Uh, the Von Erich boys implied that they've got some soldiers coming in ready to bolster the ranks against Team Filthy. So we're kind of curious to see where this goes, and also curious to see where Team Filthy stands, if they'll bring in, uh, like, the entire crew for it. I know fairly recently it's just been Tom Lawler and Kevin Koo uh, teaming up under the Team Filthy moniker. Uh, and then Kit Osborne is in there as well, uh, the fake Von Erich cousin, Rip Von Erich. Um, but, like... I... If he's the one who's taking the fall, it's going to be so anticlimactic. But really, the real intrigue is who are the Von Erichs bringing in, uh, and then how many folk will be involved with the match itself. Uh, up until recently, the Von Erichs had aligned themselves with ACH, but once again, ACH is retired, so he is no longer uh, with MLW or wrestling in general, of course. Uh, so I wonder if they're bringing in, like, Ghost of Filthy Past, or gonna get, like, some weird thing where they're gonna, like, bring in Davey Richards. I mean, I, I can see him fitting in quite well with the Von Eriks and in the War Chamber setting. I mean, that's, and that's just pure speculation on my part. I don't have any spoilers from the Battle Riot event. I have chosen to forsake all of those. Um, and nothing has come my way on that front. But... You know, I'm just curious to see where that goes. And that's kind of the one good thing, and I'll bring this up probably several times in this specific episode. Um, but MLW does a pretty good job of creating and maintaining intrigue. Uh, 
Uh, unfortunately, sometimes they postpone things so long that, you know, big surprises are underwhelming. Uh, not at the level of Christian Cage and AEW underwhelming, but, you know, you, you can only hold a surprise for so long before people get their hopes up so high that anything is going to go over like a lead balloon, no matter how awesome it actually should be. So, moving on. Back to our reboot. Uh, once again, we are getting some promo material for uh, Fusion Alpha, the next wave of MLW programming. This it looks to be, once again, a four-part miniseries, kind of setting up the next season of Major League Wrestling and where the company's kind of headed for the time being. Um... I'm not sure. Like, there, once again, there's very little information floating out there of what it truly is. So, whether it's closer to, like, we'll say a docu-series or a mocu-series, uh, or more of a traditional wrestling program, it remains to be seen. Um, but it really, like, has implied that it's going to affect the future of Major League Wrestling. Um, and so what that means, of course, who knows? But this can kind of tie into what's going to be the meat and potatoes of this episode. And that is, it has been announced, via Wrestling Inc. anyway, that Azteca Underground has found television. Um, it hasn't been released with who yet, but it appears that the MLW Major League Wrestling offshoot Azteca Underground has signed a, a TV deal to get its own spin-off show. Um, so again, whether this will be on like BN, or, you know, um, Vice TV, uh, who quite knows, we'll find, well, I assume we'll find out here soon enough. And really, like, this is pretty big news, in addition to doubling my workload, of course, um, just because MLW, for all practical purposes, has the right to the former Lucha Underground. Um, and obviously, those of you who have been paying attention to the product, or listening to my reviews or whatnot, have referenced the fact that they brought in the former Dario Cueto, uh, now known as Cesar Duran, um, you know, to kind of head things up. And even though, in the time being, for the time being, he's still, like, the head matchmaker for Major League Wrestling, at least, you know, on screen, um, you know, he is the driving force between Azteca Underground, you know, and we're referencing the sacrifices and violence and the temple. And when it comes to this, I am of two minds about it. Um, I was a big fan, and still am, of course, a big fan of the original Lucha Underground. If, for those of you who haven't watched it, um, it's on Pluto, uh, Pluto? Maybe Pluto TV? I, I have already forgotten which one it is on. Um, Tubi. It's on Tubi TV. There we go. Uh, it's on Tubi TV, so you can catch all four seasons on there. And Tubi is a free television app, so you can kind of watch that whenever on demand. Um, but really, uh, Lucha Underground was this groundbreaking show, and it's kind of like one of the first shows to really take professional wrestling and kind of put it in the studio setting as a show in and of itself. I mean, obviously, most wrestling, you know, especially in the olden days, you know, wrestling, professional wrestling was filmed in a television studio in some way, shape, or form. Um, but they basically still treated it as a live event in 
the studio, whereas Lucha Underground was presented more as a TV show, a uh, telenovela that happened to be about wrestling and featured, you know, actual wrestling matches, etc. Uh, it very much blended a line of fantasy fiction with the world of professional wrestling. Um, and again, you know, it did have, you know, these matches were taped, but it has this whole universe surrounding it. And, like, features very in-depth character arcs, overarching storylines that would last the entire season, you know, and sometimes more than one season or tie into other seasons. Um, and in addition to, the, to that, it was very successful because of its, you know, talented um, and charismatic roster you had all these colorful figures and i use colorful more because of the outfits rather than anything else i mean it was kind of dark and morbid really um but it was kind of it was one of the things that really helped cement uh, the former prince puma ricochet in american audiences uh the lucha brothers uh ray phoenix and pentagon um zero pentagon dark pentagon jr um jeff cobb who played uh, the Montaza, the monster Cueto, uh, you know, it brought, helped bring a lot of guys to the American mainstream audience as well. Um, but it was a very, very nifty show, of course, to watch. And now we're kind of getting a, re you know, an un unaffiliated reboot of Lucha Underground. And I'm curious to see what happens here. Um, obviously, with the MLW draft, uh, Court Bauer has brought in several luchadors uh, to uh, to wrestle for the company. Uh, and with the draft, they even acknowledged that these people were drafted by the Azteca Lucha, uh, the Azteca Underground, you know, company uh, via Cesar Duran. So we've already kind of got the seedlings of the company and the roster to expect. Another thing is is that Court Bauer is often on very good terms with AAA Wrestling, who was the primary wrestling company that allowed their wrestlers to come up for Lucha Underground. So, you know, we can continue the AAA partnership and, you know, either bring in, you know, some of the classics. I mean, what's Drago up to? I, I legit don't know. I haven't paid that much attention to what Drago's up to, but I know he's appeared a handful of times for MLW already. Aerostar as well. Those two were mainstays in the original Lucha Underground, and there's not, unless I'm mistaken about contracts, I mean, there doesn't seem to be a lot of reason why they can't pop up in Azteca Underground as well. Um, but of course, you know, we can all, we also could feature, you know, a bunch of new faces, uh, and the independents are still ripe with talent, uh, especially those who could kind of fit in with the Lucha stylings or just because of their character work. I mean, I look at a guy like Warhorse, you know, Warhorse may not be a luchador, but just his character would not seem out of place in a character driven wrestling company, um, especially one that, you know, can potentially be like closer to script like actual scripted television rather than script you know script uh, scripted uh, athletic event um so it's interesting to see where this goes and like like i said before like i'm very curious to see how this differs from major league wrestling and its regular programming that being said of course though is like any good reboot or sequel, 
you can set yourself up for failure because everyone's going to compare it to the original. And this is going to be an interesting gambit to see how well it pays off. You know, it, it may be a very good wrestling product, but if it pales in comparison to the original Lucha Underground, you know, people are going to be twice as harsh on it. Uh, I mean, a more modern example of looking at RoboCop, when they remade RoboCop. If you take the new RoboCop, and you just ignore the fact that it's called RoboCop, and it's a remake of a movie made 20 years earlier, it's actually a very solid movie. But the problem is, before it, there was a movie called RoboCop, which happened to be like one of the greatest action films of all time, especially with its symbolism and allegories uh, thrown in there as well. Um, and so, you know, you're comparing it to something like absolutely amazing, you know, something that's just merely good is not going to be remembered near as fondly, and there'll be a lot of backlash towards it. And I feel like this could be an issue with Azteca Underground, is that people who tune into it that may just be tuning into it for its connections to the original Lucha Underground are going to see it, and if it's not up to that standard totally poop on it and bring a lot of bad publicity to major league wrestling you know the, yes there there are going to be a lot of folks who are just a fan of wrestling or a fan of major league wrestling and they will buy into it which is great i will probably be one of them as long as it's not absolutely terrible but again looking towards like the casual fan you know especially those who've had that experience with lucha underground um it should be inter interesting to see what those fans think because i mean just off the top of my head you know lucha underground had a massive budget and that budget didn't just go to you know contracts i mean it went for it went to building the entire aesthetic and I mean, let's face it, most wrestling companies don't have that sort of budget. Unless, like, you're AEW or the WWE, who already have deep pockets and can just, you know, do that thing for fun. Um, your mid-level indies, like MLW, I doubt they have those funds that they can spend up to $400,000 uh, an episode to produce it. Um, but that being said, you know, I am very much looking forward to it because i i mean i love mlw obviously i have this podcast and i'm a big fan of lucha underground as well and one of these days like i'll make it a patron exclusive and i'll kind of talk about it and my love of it i did reference it briefly during my top 10 uh wrestling promotions talk a couple of weeks ago um, but I'm very interested in seeing what's going to happen next and how we kind of bridge the gap coming from where we are now with Battle Riot through Fusion Alpha to get to Fusion and Azteca Underground, the separate TV series. So, that being said, I'm going to kind of wrap things up relatively early. I talked a lot of speculation. I, you know just ramble on coherently for an extra 10 minutes uh, without any extra content. Uh, I'll probably be nifty and try to be more prepared 
for next week in case we don't have anything as well. So pay attention to my social media, primarily the Twitter, at the NovaCast. Follow those links because um, I might throw up something like a fan vote uh, to do something extra if there's nothing new come up so I don't have to spend like 10 minutes just rattling on incoherently about speculation. I can have like a actual list of things to talk about in and of itself. Um, but that being said, like, you know, we're going to wind down, uh, you know, feel free to leave, leave your thoughts, you know, leave comments. And of course, you know, as I'll put in the end, you know, please like subscribe, etc. do all the things that, you know, helps the algorithms and, you know, helps keep me afloat financially speaking. I, that, that doesn't actually, you know, but I appreciate all the, li all the listens and all that stuff anyway. Uh, so stay tuned for the plugs, uh, you know, interact with me on the social medias. I'm only a jerk most of the time. Uh, and that being said, I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to MLW Confusion. MLW Confusion is written and narrated by Rob Kammer, but is not affiliated with Major League Wrestling. The opening theme is written and performed by Rob Kammer, and what you are listening to right now is Ruined My Day by Alan L. Schroeder. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Also, be sure to tell your friends, family, and enemies about the show. Word of mouth is very important to us small businesses. You can also get up to date with the thoughts and ramblings at the social media at the links in the description. If you'd like to support monetarily and help out, and to upgrade our equipment too, by the way, you can in the following ways. First, our virtual tip jar is at www.kofi.com slash Casanova. That is C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. Or, for more bang for your buck, join our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Casanova. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to MLW Confusion early and ad-free, plus get weekly exclusive goodies. So be like the OGs, Maverick45 and Alan Schroeder, and check that out! Also, for your energy, sleep, and workout needs, check out repsports.com and use the coupon code CAS at checkout to get 15% off your order.